I'm Amelia, and you're listening to Echo the Podcast. Hi, I'm Rhodes, and my new album, Friends Like These, is now streaming on all platforms. So please go and give it a listen. British singer-songwriter Rhodes invites listeners into an emotional new chapter on his sophomore album, Friends Like These. The autobiographical release showcases musings and stories detailing love, loss, friendship, and hope. These 10 stunning tracks were collected over the past seven years since his acclaimed debut, Wishes, which included the single Let It All Go, a duet with Birdie. On the hiatus, Rhodes says, It took me a moment to get here, but in such a noisy world, I've always found that true beauty and clarity comes in the pauses. We chatted with Rhodes about the independently released album, his upcoming tour, and more. Take a listen. Rhodes, I am so excited to have you on. I just had my own listening marathon going through all your music. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. And I was reading too that when you first started out that you were you had anxiety and you were nervous about singing. What really prompted you to start singing and writing um, and not just Mm -hmm. playing guitar? I think it was like a need, just a need for expression. Music's always been my refuge and music's always been my way of escaping, you know, those darker times in life. So when it came to, I guess, a certain period of life where I just, I don't know, things were kind of not, not good. And I just, it was just my, my way of, of dealing with it and my escape. Um, and at first it was, it was just for me, you know, like I, I, I didn't really intend for anyone to hear it. I don't know if that's, if that was a conscious thing. I don't even know if I even thought about that. I didn't ever think about sharing it. I didn't think about not sharing it. I just made music, um, that I felt like I needed to make. Um, but yes, yeah, singing was always very difficult for me. And I really, I really don't know why. Like it was so irrational and, um, and also knowing that I probably could, like if I tried, um, was just annoying. Um, I'm not quite sure why, 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 uh, why it was there, the fear, but no, it was just, um, friends actually just encouraged me, I guess. When I was making this, this music, just, you know, very much bedroom kind of recordings, um, there would be moments where I would show it to someone, um, or someone would ask me, oh, don't you ever think about, you know, singing? And I'd be like, well, I kind of did. I've kind of done this. What do you think? Uh, um, and then there was one song which I wrote where I, I kind of wrote it for a girl, which is like so corny, but. <laughs> Um, those are some of the best songs. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I, and I shared it with her. And, um, so that was kind of a sharing thing. And I think she was like, Oh my God, look at this guy. He's written me this song. Um, and showed it to her friend and she was like, Oh my God, this is actually really nice. Um, and then that became a, a thing where they were like, so I think you should probably do this. Um, and then there was a moment with, with my dad, who's also, he plays guitar and there was a, like a, he plays in a pub band. Um, they play across, like they play in bars and stuff. I just play old blues covers and things like that. And he wanted me to do a song with him on stage once at his birthday party. Um, 
And my stepmother was like, you got to do it. This would be like his ultimate gift from you if you got up on stage and sang a song with him. So I did that. And, and that was like my first ever experience of singing in front of anyone on stage. So I guess doing that in a really comfortable family environment was probably really helpful to me just to show that I could do it. So yeah, um, I'm glad I overcame the fear though. <laughs> I think we all are. And it's amazing too, because you have such a powerful and unique voice. And to think that that was bottled up inside for all that time and that you discovered it and felt comfortable sharing it. And it's interesting too, that you talk about how supportive both your family and your friends have been. And that's kind of the idea behind the title track for your sophomore album, Friends Like These. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about what inspired that song? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I was, I was in uh, New York. I was in upstate in the Catskill Mountains, um, and I'd, I'd been doing all this songwriting and kind of had, I'd, I'd got lost, really lost. I'd just kind of forgotten who I was, I guess, in a way. Um, I think having done my first album and then having this kind of pressure. Um, as much put upon myself rather than as, as well as, you know, industry and expectation, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was staying in this little farmhouse and it was, um, in a little, a little village called Pelhamville. Um, and there was a gas station next door and it was just like neon. So that was shining right into the, window of the bedroom I was sleeping in and I was like oh my god how am I going <laughs> to sleep I was jet lagged I was just like really struggling I was just depressed and jet lagged and in America away from my family and just like wondering what the hell I was going to do the next day in this songwriting session with a massive producer who has now become one of my best friends and, and mentors actually um that's great I was sitting there awake and my friend called me from London and he, he would, he was out. He was out, out, as we say in the UK. And he was like <laughs> wasted and he was going on at me and I was like, man, like talking to this guy on the phone. And I was like, I'm just, it's the middle of the night here. And I'm like trying to, trying to sleep. And I've got my friend on the other side of the planet calling me from a bar and rambling on the phone to me. And I was thinking of that phrase with friends like these who and his enemies. But obviously that's like, it's a tongue in cheek phrase, mm -hmm. but it's, it was almost kind of a joke, but I was just like, how do I spin that, that, um, that, that line into something like beautiful and positive? Because really I was just, he was ringing me because he loved me and because he wanted to talk to me and he wanted to, he was excited about me being in America and doing writing and being in, stud in the studio and doing all these cool things. And I just started humming the chorus melody around my head. And then the next morning I met with this producer named Simone Felice. Um, he'd just been doing a bunch of stuff with the Lumineers and he's, he's like a fifth member of that band. He's like their producer. So I was really nervous about working with him and I showed him this idea and he was like, I love that idea. Let's go with it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I was just so used to people trying to enforce their own ideas upon me at that point. And I was just like, we just sat around this, um, log burner in his barn in his in his garden that he used as a studio and we wrote the song really quickly and it was just a kind of 
owed to friends and family and those people who pick you up when you're feeling down. And um, I was just kind of thinking about those, the most carefree days of life when you've just got beautiful people around you and your, um, your true self, I guess. Yeah, that's always great. And you were talking to a little bit about that you were nervous to share it with the producer. Do you, because your songs are so personal and so vulnerable, um, do you find, like, do you get nervous sharing that with other people or even releasing those songs, knowing that people are going to react to it? I def, I definitely do. Yeah. I think on my first album, I was kind of, my music was a lot more atmospheric or it was at the, the album was atmospheric and it, it was, there was a lot of metaphor in it. And I guess I, music was my place to hide my place to escape. And then when I started to put my music out, I felt like I was no longer hiding. So I, um, would then try and hide the meaning within metaphor. And I think people were able to, read their own interpretation into it, which is one of the most beautiful things about art, art in general, actually, I think just that it's, it's, you can make it, you can make the piece of music, but once you put it out, it's no longer for you. It's for the person listening to it and they can read their own meaning into it and, and attach it and, and let it resonate with them in whatever they, way they want. Um, so that, that was cool. But I think on this album, on friends like these, I was intentionally trying to be a bit more direct and say the thing I want to say. And it goes back to that kind of running from problems, trying to escape things, finding refuge in things that are probably not healthy for me and, you know, escaping in the wrong ways a lot of the time. And I thought I just need to be direct in trying to understand that about myself and how it's affected the people around me. And Obviously, in doing that, you leave yourself very vulnerable and open, and it's kind of it's difficult. But I think, like I said, once you've created the work and you put it out there, you have to you almost have to disassociate yourself from it in a way, um, and just let it let it be, mm-hmm. because otherwise, it's just going to become too much to bear. It's like, oh no, I said that in a song. Oh God, what are they going to think? Um, but I think ultimately, those more direct things do resonate with people really well because. It's clear. I think when you're trying to express yourself, you often have to try and do it in the most clear way um, for it to really work. Absolutely. I think a lot of people when they're listening to music can sense when an artist is being authentic, even like in your songs, um, the little tidbits that you drop in about like things that people brought you or um, just little memories, I think make it so relatable because somebody might've experienced the same thing. And you actually um, friends like these um, you released it in time for some performances at the end of last year. What was it like seeing both performing it live and also seeing those live reactions of people in the audience? It was amazing actually. Cause I think, what what was really cool was seeing people singing it back and I think that comes from it being really simple <laughs> um, and I think we all have those friendships that we either leave behind and need reminding of 
or, you know, we kind of just, most people are at concerts with their friends and like you're seeing people with their arms around each other, enjoying it, coming up to me after the shows. But I think what was really cool about it all was that I always believed in that song. And I felt like it was kind of squashed a little bit by just maybe not being the thing that was the label might have not thought would work well on radio or, you know, whatever. And I don't really care about that. It's like, I always just believed in the song. Um, and just to, just to know, you know, that people enjoy it and it resonates with them. Doesn't matter how many people to me. I just, I just feel like whenever I see it, see a piece of my work resonating with someone in a way where they're at a concert, singing it back and enjoying it and telling me how much they love it and saying, Oh my God, as soon as I left the concert, I called my best friend from school because I haven't spoken to them in a year. That is beautiful to me. So it was just great. And it just made me, it helped me to just believe in my own instinct and judgment a little bit more than I do. That's great. And another track off your album is Good To You, which is kind of goes back to losing contact with somebody or just losing somebody. Um, Can you speak a little bit to what the inspiration was for that and also the writing process for it? That song's song's really cool because it was written in a slightly more unconventional format to some of the other songs on the album. Um, I was in a, a, a writing session with two friends, two good friends, but one of them's like an electronic producer and the other, the other person is a, like a pop top liner writes pop music so we were writing this song and it was like like I was feeling a certain way and I was like oh we're we're supposed to be writing something to like pitch to someone like to have as a either a collaboration or a dance thing or you know try and write something um up tempo basically and but I was feeling a certain way that day and I just sort of writing started writing the lyrics and I was like I don't know if these lyrics are really pop but they're like we can try and have like this mixing of two worlds kind of in a way and I was just going through this period this period of time where I was just I knew that I just wasn't being good to myself I wasn't being good to people around me and I just wanted to write something really it's about really the song is about being good to yourself and I think you know that other person in the song is is the side of yourself that you neglect or the side of yourself that you let down. And I think until you start being kind to yourself and being good to yourself, you can't really be there for other people. You can't be truly there with other people or for other people or truly kind unless you, you can't love someone unless you love yourself because ultimately you're not going to be in the, in the right mindset too. Um, so I kind of, I was, that's what I was kind of writing the song about and just trying to find a way of being kinder to myself. Um, so the sentiment of the song and everything like that, I was always like, I love this, but obviously the, re- the, the intention behind the, the song was to try and do it as a collaboration or pitch it to someone else or something like that. But when it came to write, uh, recording the album, I was just like, no, I, I love this song. I really want to try and make this a part of the album and bring it into the fold and, even though maybe the writing's a little bit more up-tempo than a lot of the record, I just felt like we needed that kind of moment on there and just 
it would it would have been a, a moment of kind of fun on the album. So I'm so happy that it that it worked and we were able to because I mean it's a it's at really it's at a kind of drum and bass tempo that song. It's like yeah. 150 BPM or something. And it's just like <laughs> how are we going to make this sound cool on like a singer songwriter record? But I think it does, and I think it sounds really cool. Um, and it's it got does. that kind of gospel thing to it as well. It's so interesting too that you talk about how it's kind of a conversation with yourself. And now as I think back on the lyrics, it is, and it's such a, it's so true that you really do have to be kind to yourself before you can give that kindness to other people. And it's, yeah. And it seems like you have so many amazing memories from the making of this album. Do you have a favorite memory? from making this album? I mean, writing Friends Like These was my favorite memory of of the album process. And weirdly that happened like at the end of 2017. So a long, a long time ago. Um, When I wrote that song, I was like, this is the start of something. This is the start of when I'm going to write this album. And I was, uh, as I said before, I was with that, producer Simone Felice and he he just knew that I was you know lost and I, I was in a dark place when I met him and he really helped me find myself again um and interestingly that relates back to the song itself you know with friends like these I can do as ever I please I I didn't even know him when I came up with that line but he helped me create the song and then we developed a friendship that's um just been so beautiful and um he's he's a very inspiring person so that was my kind of favorite memory and moment of creating the album yeah that's awesome and it kind of makes me think too so that was like 2017 uh, about two years after your first album have you found that some of the stuff that you struggled with in your first album in terms of like fears and what your worries were back then were kind of healed in the process of writing the album and performing the album um, or even just in general, as you're writing music, do you find healing in it that makes you look at things in a different way? Yeah, I think we're all, we're, we're all always on this endless quest for, you know, happiness and kind of a state of peace. Um, and it's really hard, but I think whilst maybe I wouldn't say that they're all healed, I think what the collaboration process and the writing process allows for is discussion and talking and opening up and being vulnerable and letting people in on on your on your mindset and what's going on in your in your life and your and your mind. So once you start to talk about, you know, everyone says like you've got to talk about these things. If you're feeling something, you're holding on to something, you you have to talk about these things. And when you're writing, you're you're talking about them. And when you're performing them, you're talking about them. And then people share their experiences with you and in turn you realize you're not alone and and they realize they're not alone. And I, I gain a certain amount of comfort in knowing that my art is helping people. And I think it's easy to compare ourselves to other people a lot of the time. And I, 
it's impossible not to actually now. Like it's really hard. But I always, some well, I mean, always. I I just sort of go, oh, what, you know, and I I wish I could be here rather than here, or I wish that people, I wish that more people listen to my music, or I wish that I could do this venue rather than this venue, or you know, just things like that. And they're unhealthy thoughts, but at the end of the day, we all have those kinds of thoughts. And it's about trying to find a place where you are just comfortable with who you are and what you have. But also it's about um, hearing other people and how the songs have resonated with them. And that's that that gives me purpose, you know? Not how many people, but just hearing that it it reaches people, some people. Um, that's enough. Absolutely. And kind of going off of that as well, ideally, what would you, how do you hope people feel after listening to friends like these? I want them to feel hopeful. I want people to hear that there is always a way through the darkness. I want people to find solace in the record. I want want people to have it as their companion, like I do with all my music when I was you know, I still, I still have this with music, but I remember when I first started getting into music when I was a kid and, you know, my own taste, like not, not just the stuff that my parents would listen to, but my, when I started to discover music for myself and find my own people that I loved, they were my companions. That was my refuge, you know, that, 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 that was what I would do after, after school or college every night, go into my room, headphones on, and it made me feel better. And that's what I want people to feel when they listen to all of my music. But with this album, it's about understanding that when you're in a dark place or when you're having a moment of of panic or doubt, there's always a way through and you're not alone. And I think friends like these, the reason I named the album after that song is because none of us are alone. We have people. There There is always someone out there gunning for us wanting us to do well, wanting us to succeed, wanting us to feel love, wanting us to feel like they can do it. And I hope that's what people take from, from the album, you know? Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I hope they experience that as well. And, um, if you could set fan, those fans up and the people listening up in the perfect environment to listen to the album, what do you imagine it looking like? Golden hour, autumn, leaves falling by the window, you know, find a sunny spot, lie down on the floor, light a candle, put the headphones on and just listen. Sounds perfect. And you also have a tour coming up next month um, where everybody can listen to the music as well. And what can fans expect from that UK tour? The tour is going to be really intimate. It's going to be, you know, obviously I haven't done a headline show in a long time. So I'm coming out and for the first time I'm going to be experiencing how that feels again, you know? Um, and I want it to be more about us sharing those moments together rather than it being like, oh, everyone's going, everyone's going to a gig. I want it to feel like people are sharing those moments. I want it to feel like we are connected. I want it to feel like we're together. And and I want people to just 
feel accepted and welcome and know that I am just so grateful for, for, for them. You know, those people who have stuck with me after all this time, a lot of, a lot of this whole process at the moment feels a little bit like I'm not starting again, but starting fresh. Um, and I think for those people who have stuck with me over the years and who've just continued to believe in me and keep listening to my music, I just owe it all to them. Like I said earlier, it gives me purpose. So I'm kind of just in a place where I'm wanting to share those moments with them again and, 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 and experience it all together. Yeah. And the way you described it too, um, kind of reminds me of what it would be like performing in a pub, that kind of environment where everybody's just there and having fun and you're around friends and family. Um, did mm. your, have you got any advice from your dad um, or even as you were growing up too, that you kind of implement into your performing today or songwriting even? Um, I think, I mean, it's difficult because the the best piece of advice, the best pieces of, of advice are all, are, are often hardest to implement. And I think one of the performance pieces of advice I had was just like, don't forget that people want to be there. Like imposter syndrome is so difficult. Even when you're doing a headline show to hundreds of people, it's like, you're going to get caught as a fraud or something. So remembering that people want to be there is something I always tell myself before shows and that, that came from, from my dad. Um, but then with writing, speak your truth. That's the only way you can do it. That's the only way the music's going to resonate with somebody is, is if you're honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And besides tour, what else can people look forward to in the near future? Yeah. So, I mean, I've got, so the tour's coming up, but the most, the most cool thing is I've already recorded my next record as well. So next year, there's just going to be a lot of music. There's going to be a lot of touring. Um, and I just, I'm just so eager to, to get, just to keep going now. This album is like, as much the beginning now as it is, it feels like we're just beginning, you know, like it's, it's, it's as much the closing of one chapter as it is the opening of another. And I think, you know, I really feel like the engines are starting to turn over again now. And like with this record, it's like, it's like the catalyst for what's next, you know, this is not the, it's, it's almost like I've been building up to this album, obviously, but I've almost been building up to, what's next you know when this album comes out i'm going to be like at the, the next opportunity of dropping another new song so um i just want people to know that i'm not going to be going anywhere for like years again <laughs> i'm going to be i'm going to be sticking around and, and just continuing to create knowing that what i do is is hopefully um you know hopefully has purpose it definitely does. And that's great to hear that there's so much to look forward to. Um, yeah. How can people follow along and stay up to date with all your releases? 
yeah, I mean, Spotify, give me a follow on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I've got obviously my social media, my, my TikTok is popping. I'm, awesome. I'm, 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 putting, I'm putting covers on there and just uploading nice little bits onto that. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it, actually. It's, it's one of those things that I have a love hate relationship with social media, but we all love it. I mean, we all love TikTok and going on there and laughing at funny videos. Just, it's just, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of cool ways of, of presenting that to people because I want people to have, I don't just want to like post and promote my music. I want it to be like an insight into me, into myself, into, into me, uh, basically, and my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Instagram, Instagram, I'm always on there. They're my two main ones. So that's where you can stay up to date with my day-to-day activity if you want to. <laughs> but obviously streaming platforms is where you're going to hear, hear the music. Awesome. And, um, last question is, um, what's one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Um, let me think. These are the kind of questions that really put me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one of the, one of the things which was not a quote by someone who is famous. Um, but when I was starting out in music I had um quite a lot of toxicity around me and I was working with some people who ended up not being not being very good not being very good for me or to me um and I remember just one guy um I won't say his name but he was he was a big music industry person and he was just like the only way you're going to make it in life is if you surround yourself with people you trust and even though that sounds simple I don't know why it struck me as so profound because I just feel like if there's ever any doubt there's a reason for the doubt and you must rely on your gut instinct with things um, especially life decisions and career decisions and, and important decisions. And I think when you can find that people that your circle of trust, it's, it's everything. It's, it's a, it's the different, it's the, it's a matter of life and death. Um, so yeah, and as, as a quote that that's always, that's always going around my mind. Well, it's so interesting too, because it also, I feel like relates to the album title, like friends like these, and also what your dad said about gigs, that people want to be there. You want to be surrounded Mm -hmm. by people that want to be there, that want to be around you. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Well, thank you so much for spending the time chatting with me. And I am so excited for you and this new chapter so everybody go Thanks. stream friends like these yeah please do thank you so much i really appreciate it it was it was lovely talking to you you can follow along with echo on facebook twitter and instagram